0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. I got a guest for you that has a whole bunch of awesome stuff to talk about. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Warden I live in uh, Korea
0: out in northern New Mexico. Right on. How's the weather out there? Well,
1: right now it's extremely cold. Uh, we got some sunshine but under that snow with some deep mud.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. You know, out here in Texas we had our first... Well, it's been a while. We don't get too many freezes like that. and It was, it was an experience, I'll tell you. We weren't... Our houses aren't built for this type of weather uh we i mean we had pipes busting and our power turned off and i mean it was just so hectic it's it's still chaos you can't you go to the store or a restaurant and the menus limited and and there're there long lines and then plus with the covid good thing uh we we kind of prep you know we kind of have everything we normally need in these times
1: well, that sounds like living a way out in the woods. <laughs> got nobody like Christy out there, no running water. No, you oh. cut your own wood. Yep. So, somebody got some exposure.
0: Yeah, we got a little bit. <laughs> we got a little bit. Well, um, I remember talking to you a while back. We were talking about some Bigfoot stuff. You were talking about different theories and stuff like that, uh, especially uh, we were talking about uh, like nutrition and stuff what what they might eat because there's a lot of uh, sightings and stuff going on in New Mexico, and a lot of people don't think that there is because you know it being sort of deserty out there and yeah, well you get up into
1: the Hicoria, you're right at the buzz. The foot of the rocky mountains and it, uh, we got a lot of trees a lot of mountains river you know lakes it's beautiful here in the summertime nice yeah. and cool 70 degrees 75 you know like that nice yeah and now we're in the sub-zero area so
0: Do you do you see more of an increase in in activity with it being cold or is it more in the summer?
1: well uh, Lately uh, They've been moving they move around Uh, Some of the a couple of the newer ones that we've had uh, Just about six miles outside of Dulce here uh, They're gonna start coming across from the over the continental divide and uh, coming over into this one area where I know that they, uh, they calve or have their little ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they go up in there. We tracked last year, we tracked one. Uh, I could not figure out the tracks. You know, you can consider myself to be a good tracker, man. This track, this. This group that was going up in that area really got me going. Because that one, one was sliding its feet. Mm. You know how they walk and they pick up their feet and step straight ahead? Yeah, well, yeah. This one was sliding its feet. And there was another one walking right next to it. And its footprints were sort of sideways. Trying to figure it out. And there was another one off to the side, and a little one. And after we sort of sorted out everything, it was started following that one. We did he go? I mean, geez, this thing was just right off the highway. He jumped a fence, and they they were, they were right at the fence the night before. And that's how we we uh, uh, found them. And that was my niece that was out there. <laughs> threw a big chunk of snow at him but uh that's how that's how we came across and then we found the tracks and you know started following them with we went over the fence this is about a foot foot and a half of snow Uh, so the tracks were really fresh and you could like i said that one was sliding its feet
0: you think it was injured
1: yeah well that's what i was thinking I thought, man this thing's injured and you know it was a big one too it was a big one about a 17 inch And it was and i was thinking it was injured and i couldn't find no blood or anything like that forever go back and try it again but so we're all staying to one side of the tracks until finally i said why does it walk like that and so you just think about it a little bit look at the behavior how does a a female human walk when she's
0: pregnant oh they kind of waddle
1: kind of waddle and slide the foot
0: mm-hmm. so then the one next to it was helping it along and he's you know after a
1: while hey come here come here you try something here you slide your feet and i'll help you let's get through this uh, deep snow <laughs> that's how we figured it out wow and then then you sort of figure out where uh, they're going their line of travel and it's to that one mountain uh it sits there you can see it from the highway and then there's there used to be a i've been uh walking that mountain and checking it out a, a lot so uh prior to roads and whatnot back in the yesteryear they had uh, horse a uh, packs of horses to get up to the, to the lookout point Mm -hmm. and you know, they would set up their tents there or whatever. And somebody would watch for forest fires was more than liking some type of radio communication. And then they would come back off down the mountain the same way. And as this pack trail sort of comes down and that's the only way you can get up there. It's pretty steep and the snow gets pretty deep up on top so and then right in the back side of it there's a okay. deep canyon and that's where i wanted to take uh, matt uh, money makers bunch back down in that canyon down there if you go down in there you know they're watching mm-hmm. they know you're there they watch you. the roads in the area on both sides would be blocked I mean, you know, they throw branches and trees and rocks on the road so that you wouldn't go up there, especially in the spring. That's when they're calving.
0: Keep you out of yeah. there, huh?
1: Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, then, then the little ones have to get big. So we go up in there during that time of early summer, you start hanging around up there and you can hear it. Right? We've heard a couple of screams back in there that were pretty, pretty loud. I mean, really loud. <laughs> it must have been about 50 yards away in that brush.
0: Well, could, could you feel it in your chest? I always hear that. People say you could feel that yell. Yeah. Oh,
1: man, you can feel it in your chest. Like a vibration. Wow.
0: That is,
1: that is scary. You they'll stand behind a tree and they'll be sticking out on both sides of it. arms <laughs> are hanging down and. You know, they'll play pickable with you as they stick their heads out and watch you. And, you know, they'll just disappear, go back behind and they just walk off. And that's what I wanted them to see uh, Matt and his, Matt's group, uh, but we didn't get a chance to do it. They stayed down down in there when they had that sighting next to the river, or the rocks were thrown at them next to the river and we were sitting up here in the middle of the night waiting and they never they never called us so they never did go up there
0: oh okay you were waiting on them
1: yeah so they this they, they, they just decided to stay down at, at the other place and i've been down there with them mm-hmm. uh not with them but uh and we walked through that area and we have rocks thrown at us right next to the river and we throw rocks back and you know things like that and just wait and uh i mean those rocks are thrown like you know 40 yards 45 yards big rocks i mean they're pretty good sized but a little bit bigger than a basketball
0: yeah they chunk them like a like a softball
1: yeah they throw them way out there and i know they're accurate to you and not hit you yeah but this this area that i talk about I, i've taken uh another group up there when i had uh, brenda's group come up here and we we checked that at, that out they walked down at night and the people there just kept picking up speed picking up speed <laughs> They start hearing all kinds of things. And as they wait, you know, we're going to take three hours and walk through here. We didn't take that long. We <laughs> drop everybody off at the top and then we wait at the bottom. And there's a road that goes through there. There's only one road that goes through there. It's like a wilderness area. Nobody hardly goes up there. Mm-hmm. And then right at the top, there's a tree. Oh, let's say about three feet, you know, circumference. And it's just laying across the road, so I just leave it there. So I imagine the forestry crew would come by and cut it up, probably this spring when they start. They check the roads too, so so they can have access with uh, fire crews. But that one area has been very fruitful. Then, other than that, we go back to the to my place out there. A lot of people go out, you know, different areas. And they walk around and make all kinds of noise and whatnot. You sort of learn what attracts them. And what we do is just build a fire and, you know, just sit there and wait.
0: Yeah, they'll come to you. <laughs> they'll come to you. They'll come check you out.
1: Yeah, they'll come check you out to get closer and closer and closer. And, and that's basically what happened when we had that camp there, that, that one... From behind my barn, walk right through all those little camps they had there. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple there that was—I forget—they were California, I think, or where they were from. And they—they they decided to stay in that night because they wanted to leave early. Well, this thing walked right by their camp, and then the, it walked—it it walked towards the fire, the campfire. It was about a hundred yards away and uh, these two got out of their tent and they took off running screaming and yelling and they got over to where, where the fire was oh we serve we serve uh, all our people there too and you know the cooks and everybody were there mm-hmm. and this, this couple just comes running down the road and they said there's something walk by <laughs> they did not want to go back up there alone and they just stayed up Uh, Until everybody got back about maybe 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Once everybody came back, they packed up everything and left.
0: (laughs) I've heard of that too, where people (laughs) bite off more than they can chew. Or, you know, they they went out to experience it. And when they did, they thought they were ready. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. I'll tell you what, I've I've come pretty close to a lot of them. And it still scares me. Really? I mean, once you get through that fear, you're doing okay. Uh, because this is genuine fear. Mm-hmm. Your 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 own behavior is your own worst enemy. Right. Because you see it, that first that first uh,
0: impact on you is fear. Mm-hmm. And then it was
1: you got to control that before it gets to terror. And beyond, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: And you know, once you get control of it, say, hey, I have a camera, you yeah. know. I have a camera. I've got a recorder. You just start working on those things. But a lot of people they just freeze and stand there and watch.
0: That's what I did.
1: And they just they walk right by. They're gone. It's like the them. Uh, we look for eyeshine shine with a campfire sit on one side of the campfire and look over the top and you see them you see eyeshine shine out there for split seconds and you know we're out there then then at that camp we had we had uh, we just got together they're we trying to involve people uh, so one of the girls Deborah she says uh, let's try something and say what is that so, let's get he said we want to get away from the men and we'll set up our own thing up there you know all the ladies and so we separated everybody's so everybody wants to go up on a mountain this way somebody wants to walk this way so they said well she says let's just what shall we do you know so he said let's just go up the canyon and we you know set up and wait no fire nothing he just sat there and talked singing songs and whatnot right and they attracted him. That thing started coming out to those from the wood line. They say started coming out. They could hear him. And uh, they, had a, they had a pretty good circle, a big circle. And this thing, they, they hear it from one side, hear it from one side. All of a sudden, they hear it behind them and realize that they're in between three of them.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And these people, these, these gals just get together. Everybody's sitting in one circle and they're trying to call calling on the radio, "Come get us!" <laughs> and we basically had two vehicles to go get him in a truck, and everybody's climbing in the truck and to get him out of there.
0: It got too hairy for him huh?
1: Yeah, so they they, they, they attracted him Well, you know, just being there, playing the guitars, singing, everything, just talking and carrying on, and. and <clears throat> that that point sort of brings me to your to your uh ufo situation a lot of times we go out we sit mm-hmm. and we we're listening and we oh, we set up all the devices recorders cameras and everything and then you sit there, as your eyes bounce as you're ready to go to sleep and just, then you hear them you know you he start you just sitting in a truck and listen like that mm-hmm. and then you get out of the truck and you know get your chairs out sort of sit back and you start then you realize hey there's a big open sky up there hmm oh that one's
2: a plane over there and that one looks like a satellite and that one I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how you know these things go hand in hand as you're waiting to hear something you see something upstairs You know, that type of thing is you see a dual-type situation. And as it's happened over and over and over again, we get a bunch of people sitting there looking, listening. Nobody says a word. And all of a sudden, right there, right there, up, you know, start pointing. And these things come around.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're in the, you know, do say New Mexico is known for uh, UFO.
1: Oh, yeah. We got our share. We had our share. We also uh, well you probably wanna hear about the uh base. hmm The base uh is on Arctic Mesa they tell me. I've been around the country, I've been I've been talking here and there. And I first thing I do I put my name and my phone number on a board. And as I leave instructions, they're saying, if you can get coordinates as to where the base is, call me. You and I will go up there and check.
2: <laughs>
1: I've had no cause. Wow. Nobody, I mean, you got all these people saying, well, you know, there's, there's there's a hole up there where you could do this and do that they were in the crowd and nobody's called me and you know i know that mountain real well and i'll put a lot of miles on foot four-wheeler truck everything and this is from back in the 70s so
0: oh so you've been at it for a while
1: oh yeah while. and the a lot of a lot of the sightings here i mean it's, it's got to where it's common say, oh yeah we saw one last night it's up there it was going in southerly direction probably over this area you know, you know that type of thing and then that's it you don't hear about it and then uh, here just recently I think it was this November one went right over Dulce. wow went right over Dulce, and uh, we, we just happened to see it and uh, we stayed out looking for it went to different areas of the community from a high point looking and sure enough there it was it came right over the mountains coming real slow and my partner i was, i called him i thought it's real cold so i told him hey go outside and have a look look up in the air so he's is okay it's just, oh yeah yeah is dragging around I Said, hurry hurry Finally, he goes out the door, and I, I didn't realize it, but he was he was in his pajamas looking up in the air and bouncing around out there saying, yeah, I see it, I see it.
0: Wow.
1: And it's, you know, nobody sees these things. They go right over to, we'll see like right now, i sitting nice and warm, and I don't want to go outside, <laughs> but I, I sat here in times. We could hear these squatches up on the side of the mountains right here, right from my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hear them, you can hear the, the the grunts, and these dogs will go crazy, and then they just shut up. You know where he's at.
0: Yeah, you know, I heard when they get quiet, they're right on them.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, the dogs are going out of there and you know where he's at then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go across the canyon and you hear a bunch of racket over there. Pretty soon as they're out, there's nothing there. So he's, you know where he's been, you can basically track him. And it's it's gotten to the point where I go out there and see people's, people tell me, well, do you think our squatch is here? I go over there and do I said, yes, I do. I think so. I can find one. And, look, it's real simple. Go to the dump yard. Go to the dump yard. You'll find them. (laughs) You'll find tracks. They got to eat. They smell it. So they go to that area, and they leave tracks. And then uh, a lot of these houses, uh, People don't realize, well, we got garbage out front, mm-hmm. or trash out front, and that's that's where they'll be, just like the dog. In our community here in Dulce, I've been called to several times to go out and check, and on the way over there, and there's a bear running away from there, you
0: know? Oh, see, i got you know bears.
1: Bear. And what happens? They see one track in the neighborhood, and pretty soon the uh, they, the bear starts making racket over there. They say it's a squatch. Now, and the community say, well, it's not a bear, it's a squatch. <laughs> so you go over there and check, and there's there's a the bear track right there, right next to the trash can. You knocked it over. You can hear, you can see the 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 claw prints on the barrel. That type of thing, and uh, the squatch gets to blame. So, you know, it's, it's real. It's one of those situations where the behavior aspect has a lot to do with it, and how hungry they are. When yes. they start coming around to a neighborhood, they just go through, go through the world, and then uh one area of town where this thing is always going through there and we watched ones that are tracks that went from trash can to trash can to trash can because <laughs> everybody puts out their trash out by the roads and they come pick
0: it up in the morning yeah he was having so, a buffet huh
1: yeah they so just walked from one trash can to the next <laughs> all the way across
0: kind using a trash can lid to you know get some spaghetti from this house and, and get some bread from this house and... since
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's it's just you know and then, they pee, and then somebody asks you do you think they're here so yeah they probably just laid up on the side of the hill over there and waiting for till it gets dark or around three four o'clock in the morning and then they start moving around <clears throat> and they head back up to the same place and they stay there all day because nobody's going to go up there it snows deep we had one walk through town and you know right through the center of town he walked through there walked all the way across with, got an old air strip here walked through there on the south side of town and back up on a mountain and you know, nobody suspected until you, so when I went over there, it looked like a, a dog had jumped in the snow. One, two, three. But then you start to realize, well, this dog can't be jumping 50 yards like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got to stop, you know. A dog would stop and then he'd probably walk a little ways and then just start jumping. well, this thing's got tracks and it's nice and straight. So what is that? It's a squash
2: mm-hmm
1: and i start figuring out like that and the behavior aspects they they build things are you familiar with uh, uh cattle in the cattle industry they have babysitters
0: mm, no i don't think i know okay let me just tell you a little bit there uh you go
1: out someplace and just look at these cows you got one cow right in the neighborhood of all these little calves just laying out there in the, in the, in the field where there's lots of grass that just be laying there, sleeping or whatever, and you got one cow right there in the neighborhood sort of keeping an eye. And then you look at the other cows, they're, you know, half a mile down the canyon, they're eating over there. Mm-hmm. That's a babysitter situation there. Right okay the same thing happens with squatches wow and they one would stay behind and the others would go off and forage for food a lot of times they're, they're not looking for meat or anything they're going looking for grass you know they're eating grass some good grasses and and that one would stay back and a lot of them would build these little structures. You've probably seen him. He looked like a little teepee or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they put the little ones in there to sleep.
0: Oh, like the babies?
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, they use it for once or twice, maybe three times, and they just walk away from it, go build a little one somewhere.
0: Kind of like a little playpen. Yeah. And they just, Most of the time, they just sleep in there
1: or right near it. There's a little structure there. They stay there. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to stay in it. Maybe there's three or four of them. It's just laying around right there, uh, you know, because there's some type of structure there. If, if you look around and find those structures, you know, look for some stack rocks. These little these little ones are stack rocks.
0: Kind of like, we've come
1: upon, we've come upon something like that. Wow. We follow, we follow up fresh cracks to the top of a ridge and it's muddy up there. So we walk up there and make it up there it's a tough walk in the mud. Get up there and look at the ground. You see, you know, two or three rocks on top of each other. It's, you know, something neat to see. But when you see a bunch of them in one place, and you know, then all of a sudden, it hits you. Hey, you know, it's like a bear. But the cub would be playing around right there. The mama someplace watching. hmm Same behavior. You find stuff like that. You start looking at where the mama would be laying. And you'll find that, 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 like a
0: big old
1: meshed down area. The mother would be laying on the ground,
0: like a nest. The like little, the little one would
1: be playing right there. We know it. We know it's a squatch because you see the tracks. Mm-hmm. Got little tiny footprints. He's running around, picking up rocks and putting them on top of each other. He's playing. You can see where he sits down in the mud and then he runs around and you know. I say, hey, what's with this their rock stacking thing? You know, and, and it's not real huge either, you know, they're little ones. And then you see some big ones, I mean, with rocks that are huge. You see, well, something was going on here.
0: I think it's the, the bigger ones teaching the teaching the younger ones to do that? Or...
1: Yeah. yeah, something was going on there. Just, I mean, when you see a rock that's maybe, you know, 400 pounds, it's big rocks. They're sort of stacked on top of each
2: other like a snowman. Oh, wow. Say, well, I, I know I couldn't do that,
1: but you know, you just start looking at the behavior patterns like that and watch the different things that they do. They're just like the other animals. Like I say, there's a babysitter situation like the cattle, Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with a, a, a deer. A deer would put a little one right there and they just stay there and sleep and not move while the mama walks around in the hill somewhere trying to get something to eat. And then uh, people would find a a little deer there, a fawn, and they say he was abandoned. Well, he's not. He's not abandoned. He was placed, you know, he was placed there so he just stays there until mama comes back. You got that same behavior in, in squatches. And it's not a, a matter of eating meat, you know, constantly every day, you know, 20 head of elk disappear by the end of the week. That's not the case. During the summertime, you just if you follow the grass. Where's some good grass? Because we went out there and looked at it. You find this uh, matted down area where the thing was laying, and you can figure out where its feet is and where its arms are, where its head is. Where they reach out, just grab some grass, just pull it off, and they'll be eating on it. They reach out again, and you know you can't see these things because the grass is so deep you stand there and you look right over the top of them and they don't see them Mm -hmm. and they're all laying down and and then the rural uh watery areas they start looking for frogs I say frogs because you see these things laying on the ground you know the big portions of them the legs is thrown over over to the side
0: like laying like laying sideways
1: Yeah, just just laying there. We're just digging right there in the mud. And they pull out the frogs and they bite them off and just throw the legs. And then they don't throw them like, I don't know, 100 feet. They just throw them a little ways right there in the ground. You can see them.
0: But isn't all the meat on the legs? (laughs) Well, they eat the whole thing.
1: They bite it off. You know, the you can see the little fin-type thing at the end of the, the lake.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's what they throw on the ground.
0: Oh, like the little feet, the webbed feet?
1: Yeah. You just bite that off and eat the rest of it.
0: Yeah, there's probably nothing nutritional on that, just webbed feet.
1: <laughs> so, you know, and then the grass. With <clears throat> the grass, they eat a lot of grass. And then you look at the feces, it's the same thing like right now there's hardly any grass anywhere you would find that uh, the feces would be real nice and hard whereas during the summertime it's you know a nice and puffy and got all kinds of things in there
0: yeah because it's it's like di- the diet would change what do you think they eat yeah. more of in the winter
1: uh right there we, we tend to look at uh i've seen a lot of rabbit fur and a lot of dogs oh that one area up there in the chest there's dogs In that one canyon you is walking along there's a dog head right there you know and then you find parts of dogs all over the place and some of the major things that i've seen uh, in the when they get a deer they they, they get a deer what are they going to eat off of a deer or a sheep you know a sheep for instance a lot of that <laughs> what are they going to eat off of that well they pull a leg off to get at the insides they rip it open and what are they going to eat what does nocturnal eyes have to have your liver your liver your heart you know
0: it needs a lot of protein
1: yeah that's it it's over the sheep is discarded the deer is discarded <laughs> and that's what you find you know so well, you look at it and if you find it in the springtime, it might still be in one piece and other predators come in, the coyotes would come in, finish it off. You know, but you can start looking at real fresh kills. Um, that's what's missing from the inside. And then if they eat, you know that if the meat is eaten too, if, if it's pulled out, mm-hmm. if the whole thing is pulled out. It's, it is very hard to pull out an animal's legs and arms Then eat it and just throw it Get another piece and just rip it out and eat it And then you start to realize this is a squash kill because it's scattered all over Pieces of meat on it and then uh, you look at it. There's some big Teeth on it teeth marks, then you got all these little ones that came in which should probably be coyotes
0: Oh, okay now their teeth are are they flat, like or like human teeth? No,
1: basically, basically like our humans. Okay, like humans' uh, teeth, yeah. And they don't, they don't, they don't have those canine, you know, bites,
0: sharp fangs or nothing.
1: Yeah, sharp fang-looking things. They they don't have that. But if they do, I haven't seen it. But uh, we're down in the down in the valley. From Farmington, uh, I've seen some uh, fingernails versus claws. Because some of those claws we really break right, like a trailer, you know, a mobile home. hmm. Well, there's something with put their hands right in it. You start, you have to look at other things and say, hey, Squatch ain't going to do that. He's got fingernails. He does not have claws.
0: Mm hmm. So, y'all got other stuff.
1: We got other stuff. And it's that's when I say, hey, I am out of here. It's not Squatch.
0: <laughs> yeah, because when I was out there, I spoke to a lots of people, and some of the stuff they described just didn't fit in any categories that I could think of so i think there's lots of stuff going on out there
1: oh yeah i've had the same thing a different lot of people from down there that i talked to and what i try to do is i have them draw me draw you know pencil and paper Mm -hmm. what they saw and a lot of them are pretty close to one another and it's not a squatch and the, the tracks are different for one thing.
0: Have you uh ran into any like look like horse hooves but eight by around eight inches?
1: Uh hooves hoof wise, the ones that I've seen here, uh, would look like a cow foot.
0: Mhm.
1: You know, it's got a split.
0: Oh. Okay. And the,
1: the, 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 within the split, there's definitely a frog, like a horse, you know, is round. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, 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 I, I'm familiar with what the inside of a, a horse's foot looks like. So when you you're gonna put a shoe on a horse, you clean it out and you see the frog. It's just a, like a split a Y in the inside. And that's what they call a frog. And you sort of clean that up and then level it off, even it out, put a shoe on it. Uh, the one that I've seen, <laughs> when we say it comes to claws, well, this one's got, you know, an extra one in the back. You got the first two up front that looks like a, a cowprint, and you got an extra one in the back, like a chicken foot oh wow <laughs> that's, that, that, that's really disturbing as to what that is you know uh, they talk about dog man uh, one year I got a report in Albuquerque mm-hmm. and you've been through Albuquerque, the, the Rio Grande
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was right through the town and then I-40 crosses that. Well, right under the bridge there, is where one was seen. This this young man uh, was walking down in there. Parked his car up a ways, and he walked and he walked. He just he walked right a ways to that to the bridge, and he saw another couple on the side where his parking lot but he walked down there and all of a sudden he could hear you know these there's a lot of thrashing around in the brush there all those willows and everything else you could hear noises there and he was watching from in there and he saw this thing moving back and forth at which time he decided he didn't want nothing to do with it so he took off running back to the truck and it's late in the day, and pretty soon he could hear footsteps as he came up onto the, the path. And he's, he ran all the way back to his car, ran by this couple that was sitting there, and just pointed to his back said, there's something down there. He jumps into his car, and this couple sees this thing is coming up the trail. And they took off too, but he had, he didn't, had no idea who it was. He saw what he saw, and the couple saw it. He knows he saw it. They saw it. Because he took off, and he's let it go. Finally, he tells his mother. And they try to find somebody to, to look into it. And I'm living, you know, right here in Dulce, just over the hill from the Colorado line about two and a half hours from Albuquerque. We got a report and I got a whole of this investigator, that investigator, and finally got somebody to go down there. And I talked to the lady and uh, uh, she agreed uh, to have her son talk to, talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found out he was 16 years old. And uh, that's why I asked his mother if we could allow him to talk and she changed her mind. <laughs> So all we got was a name and a place where to look.
0: Wow, then, I wonder why they backed off from that.
1: I don't know. Maybe she backed off big time.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the, the couple that was there sitting there never reported it to anybody. So they, don't, they, would, they, would, they would, couldn't even get a description of the car because they could, ran right by them. And they were sitting on a hooded vehicle. And he just pointed and they ran right by them. And you know that was over right there. I man. we had nothing to go on, so we had to let that one go. And that was that was way different from a squatch.
0: Yeah, that's that's some bad energy. That's some bad stuff. You don't want to mess with those guys.
1: Yeah, I I stay away from that. Once I go out there and look it and look the things over, and and I'm going down there to investigate, and I said, hey, you know, this is beyond me. I don't want nothing to do with it. I just get out of there.
0: Yeah. So much I, mean- I can look at. I hear you. That sounds like me and ghosts. When people start talking about ghosts, I'm like, Yeah, I'm out of here. I don't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we. I was with Matt and and his crew when we went out to do some ghost calling and whatnot, and uh, very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: From there, uh, UFOs. I've got UFOs here. Oh, uh, the... What is the name of that? Oh, anyway, there was an experiment back in the 60s where they dug a, a well, basically, and ex- exploded a, a nuclear device down there, which is supposed to cause a cavity and supposedly fill with uh, natural gas. Well, it was a failure. <laughs> yeah. And that's not too far from dual Up there checking things out, and that's where we find our our uh, mutilations.
0: Like cow mutilations, or
1: cows? Yeah, well, in this area, well, once once you get used to it, like back in the mid 70s on this way, we started looking at it. Old Gabe baldez and myself, we was looking out and look at it, and uh, as reported by the Gomez, it's like 26 head of cows, and they got all the publicity. And we just stayed out of the way. But on the outside of that, in the whole area, we just say twenty six plus two hundred and sixty four and counting. Wow. You know, it's been going on and on and on all these years. And uh, it's not only cattle; it's horses. Really? I, got pictures of, I got pictures of one of those. You know what's to see you know there's there's nothing basically nothing on it
0: yeah
1: and then you look at the the cows the same way it's got certain things you know but what do you look for so there again you just sort of have to step back okay it's laying over there before you get there you look for overturned things on the ground okay this uh, uh pine cone was laying here it's blown over there so basically you start going from there okay these leaves are headed away from this area what does that mean something fled something came down and dropped this thing on the ground those type of things you know it's, otherwise a lot of people just walk right up to it and say well wow, let's see this thing's gone it's got no it's got no tongue and it says poking
0: sticks in there and all kinds of things yeah they basically destroy it
1: but if we see it and get away from it and report it we go down there we see we've been on a lot of occasions like that to look at it and it is really strange then uh you got all these uh people coming in from everywhere looking at these uh, animals and talking to they talk to the strangest people same way with the people that that's the same way they look for the the base on that side of mesa you see these guys uh, sitting down there you say well hey where's the base at and they say oh it's it's up there you know well give me a six pack of beer and i'll take you <laughs>
0: That's where you go wrong. <laughs> yeah, especially if they start drinking it as soon as you give it to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, give me a bottle of, you know, whatever, and uh, we'll take you up there. Hey, drive around up there. guys. Sleeps all the way around. Uh, then, they, then they give their thoughts on it, and it's usually wrong. Yeah. First thing's first up there, and that's the Mesa. You got to know where the state line is. Uh The state line is right here. It's also the reservation line of two tribes. If you get up there and see this fence, it says, uh, keep out, uh, no trespassing, you know, the Hickory Apache Reservation. Okay, (laughs) there'll probably be another sign right there that says Southern Ute Reservation. Nobody ever mentions them. And it's their land, not ours, the Hickory Right. And that, that, that's where they suspect the bases. And this line, if you go up there and see it, it's right there, close to the edge. Wow. And it's like that all the way across. Uh, but it's basically, the majority, like 80 percent probably, is on Colorado side. So I personally have been accused of hiding things. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and then there's a big puddle of mud right there. <laughs> there's a big puddle of mud where the water comes out of the ground and everything else. This common sense tells you, I am not driving in there. No. You're going to sink your tires and we'll be staying here tonight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> These guys will ask you, well, how come you don't want to cross over there? First thing is, there's no gate on it. And then later on, somebody cut it. So they did put a gate on it, but then you read the signs, it says this reservation and this reservation. This side's Colorado. This side's New Mexico. And if somebody goes up there, you got to make that connection real quick and look to the. If you stand up there behind the tower, there's well, it's a forestry tower. Tower they got up there, and uh. I used to work in a position where I know each and every one of those towers up there and why, and why it's up there. You got BLM tower, a state uh, state police tower, tribal police tower, <laughs> you know, and then tribal government towers, and it's got all kinds of... There's at least a dozen towers up there. Then you've got the 4th Street. Tower where somebody sits.
0: Is that where, they watch, is that where they watch for fires?
1: Yes. And this this thing's behind them and you know I, I know which ones are and there's a little a little cabin down underneath it. Uh, it's got all these radios and everything else in there. They gotta keep it uh, air controlled in there. Warmth and cool cooling it during the summer, you know, all that type of thing for the radios. They got a lot of radios. Up there. <laughs> and they, people look at it from over here and say, there it is. That's the base. <clears throat> Go up there and find out that it's just a tower. Hmm. And it's listed right there. It tells you what, what they are. You got repeater panels up there, everything. And that's why I said, send me some coordinates so I can go up there, jump the fence and look for it. No. No. There's more than one way up there. So if you go to the opposite side, there's another forest fire tower looking in the opposite direction. And that's on the Colorado side. And people live right below it. Hmm. And, uh, you know, this, I want to see it. You know, I want to see the base. But there's a, somebody made a report saying that there was a firefight up there, and they ran, and we got out of there. And, you know, the whole, the whole, it's kind of a nice story that goes with it. But when you start asking questions, which I did, I said, which way did you come off the mountain the guy says i don't know we just ran downhill until we came to the highway and we got worked our way back to albuquerque We're okay <laughs> so was didn't cross a dirt road you know <laughs> because of dirt road there's a river on both
0: sides right and you start thinking about this you're on foot and if you're going to get to a highway you're going to have to cross a river yeah
1: and you know it just don't make sense after that so being here knowing what's up there, it gets ridiculous real fast but it sounds good the story sounds pretty good are
0: you are you talking about the situation where the the guy had went underground and then there was like a fight between the aliens and the humans
1: Uh, yes that's exactly what i'm referring to okay
0: i don't know if you've seen this the show he pulls his shirt open and looks at it that's a heart surgery wound. uh didn't he get his some fingers blown off and and
1: that's frostbite oh okay (laughs) i mean if you're familiar with these things we live here it's cold i mean you can see it a lot of people around here you know say yeah he froze my fingers off because i I'd got drunk, and had to walk in.
0: I don't have any toes either, you know? no oh, wow. There's also a lot of diabetes going around.
1: Is, then you see enough of this, and you know what a surgery looks like. Do you know what a knee surgery replacement is? looks like? If you look at it, somebody's talking about a knee surgery or a replacement. Mm-hmm. The line goes right down the front of the knee, right over the kneecap they replace that kneecap well that's where the wound is and that wound was on his chest therefore they open up the sternum and say that's your heart surgery if you got shot out there it says he got hit with the laser or something I'll tell you what you're gonna bleed like a horse
0: well wouldn't it cauterize your your wound if you were hit with a high heat laser I mean I've never been shot with a laser I mean I've had a bullet. Well, i
1: tell you what, even with a wound like that and walk through walk through the woods and through, run through the mud and all those things and supposedly walk through a river, you know, I don't think you can do it with a wound
0: yeah. like that. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure the laser would have went right through, not just burned, exactly. burned front, you know, the tissue in the front, you know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you know,
1: looking at those stories like that, I, I have a bunch of them on record. Mm-hmm. The only one that uh, makes a lot of sense, and I I know that story is true, is the Lonnie uh, Zamora story. Are you familiar with
0: that one? I uh, don't Maybe if I hear it, maybe I'll know. Okay,
1: that. that's. Uh, this is police officer in the southern part of the state, not so a Socorro area. Anyway, he was after somebody, and then he sees this thing behind the go over a hill. So he abandons the chase and goes up on a hill and sees this craft sitting there, which is almost round. And there's, you know, beings walking around on the ground. He saw that and that's in the story, and as he calls for backup, where he couldn't get in a radio. <laughs> All that thing was knocked out. And he just watched it, and finally it took off. Well, prior to that, that craft was seen and observed in northern New Mexico, two or three days prior. And there again, somebody drew it. <laughs> and, you know, it took a while for me to, to get those things together. You got your drawing, and then you finally heard a story in southern New Mexico. Nice. Then you look at the two things and it's, hey, this is basically the same craft." Yeah. Was, say, but this one's reported three days earlier than the one, the other one down there.
0: Right. Maybe, maybe it was a three-day vacation or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then it went south. You know, we could have had some more sightings down that way, but, you know, nobody made the connection. Then we see a lot of these crafts that are triangular shape, and they're huge. I mean, not house size, you know. I mean, huge. And you, you can't help but think if they're going to be traveling for any uh, distance, it's going to have to come off of a large craft. Yeah. And triangular shapes, just. Next time you're cutting a, a, a pie in half, and then a, another half, and another half, and another half, you got basically triangles. Mm. Uh, imagine those things coming out and flying around, coming back and making one craft.
0: Well, so they make a mothership when they're all assembled together.
1: Yes. And we've, I've got witnesses to that. Wow. And, you know, nobody, nobody asks those type of questions. And, and then a lot of the people here, they don't even talk to anybody to see something like that. Yeah. M- much see the mother, say, well, what does the mother craft
0: look like? <laughs> it's a bunch of those put together to make one pie. Yeah. <laughs> and, Wow, yeah, you that know, makes sense.
1: You know, that's, that's, that, that's another one that come up. And then the, the cigar-type shape, uh, I can't figure that one out. It, you know, that one is flying along, and all of a sudden it just goes up and over, over backwards and continues on up the skies where, you know, where we see a plane, it would sort of climb as it goes along sideways. and Well, this one just goes straight up like that and just continue on up toward the, you know, sort of lean into the back and keep going. And then how does that work? Yeah. If... Those type of things we've seen, we've seen here is that I've got, you know, I talked to people and they gave me information and a lot of them. So yeah. if you look at a lot of the uh, information that people just pass on and there's nothing on record, like, so and so said this and
2: here's the, what he saw. Yeah.
1: That's what I put together, whereas then somebody else would ask the same person. You ever seen one say, oh yeah, they fly around here all the time? <laughs> it's over. I mean, but yeah. the real story you get, when you talk to these people, that means that they gotta trust you. They you tell them why, tell them hey, I'm not gonna use your name on this, mm-hmm. but I do wanna know what you saw. And then they'll tell you, they'll they'll tell you and sit down and give you a good description but to be there and not say, you know, what's your name, you know, how old are you, you know, you got 30 kids I heard, you know, so you start looking at that type of thing and the trust is out the window. They'll give, you a, they'll give you a
0: good story. I mean, you, usually if you tell them something about you or, or or show them that your interest is, you know, genuine, then a lot of times they'll, they'll tell you, uh, you know, go ahead and just give you the information. As long as some people don't think you're just pulling yeah. their leg or trying to make fun of them or trying to expose them. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Then, and, then, and
1: then a lot of these people I've known... You know, since I was a kid, so that that sort of sets you up a lot easier to talk to. Mm Mhm. And uh, some of these are really outrageous.
0: I was gonna ask. What what they tell you is don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna ask you what was the weirdest uh, report you ever got?
1: Well, I got one. It's not weird, but. We say, like I said, size, the size of this thing, like fitting in a whole canyon mm-hmm. and just be sitting right there. And, and then you got two witnesses to see it is that they're sitting inside their truck looking at this thing and they saw uh, uh, a human like uh, being coming down no steps and then here's where you gotta talk to know something about uh time they lost time and didn't know it oh wow you know this was low well, we started coming down and they saw us and they went back up and so we went back into the craft and it took off and they see they're saying it lifted out of the whole canyon into the sky, but <laughs> you sit back and look at it. So, well, this thing was coming down, and, this, and then then their their trucks their trucks stopped. The truck engine went off, and they see this thing. So there's missing time immediately, and you try to talk to him about missing time. and so, no, we didn't miss any time. it's, you know. <laughs>
2: They say, well, it started coming down, then it went back up. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing actually came down. You know, they came in contact with it, and it went back up. And they saw it going back up and back into the crap. They didn't see one. Well, they didn't know what happened to them. Wow. And that's, you know, it's, you got to explain that this thing happens, and this is how it happens. And, and they don't remember anything during the, that time. Okay. and there's an elderly couple to begin with and they say well we saw it but we didn't we didn't see it very long and he we went he we started coming down and we went back up <laughs> you know, oh, wow. but how long they were there uh hard to say
0: yeah, because some people don't really pay attention to that sometimes, you know, they just see yeah. it and they freak out and the last thing they do is say okay, the alien is there it's 10.30 and now it left, it's, oh my god it's 1 o'clock in the morning you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, this
1: one happened like uh, just it right at, at dusk in the evening and I was Said, did you have to turn the lights on to, to go home and they said yeah we turned the lights on we're trying to get them to to uh you know remember some of that stuff and I tried to get them regress, but they, they didn't want to
0: yeah they're probably uh, on the fence about that like they don't want to you know it's they don't feel comfortable with that yeah. you know not knowing it what it's on. gonna yeah or what is it what it's gonna bring if they do you know, think about that. I'm mean, like, man, I can't believe that happened. We were abducted and saw different planets. You know, or uh, yeah. who knows?
1: I got another one. Maybe. Well, I'd like to sit down with you and just, if you're here, I can take you to these spots. These. Uh, I'll give you one more. Uh. These two guys, they work, you know, they're rounding up. Mm-hmm. It's not really rounding up. They're like moving cattle off of somebody else's range and back to their place. But well, they went and rode through an area, see if there was any, you know, cattle in there and push them back. They didn't see anything. They're riding back uh, by a marshy area where it's sort of wet. Right. They came through there. And uh, all of a sudden they hear this noise, <sighs> there's a noise behind them. And uh, the horses flipped around looking back, and they looking back, <clears throat> they didn't see anything. So they said, what you heard that? Yeah, I heard it. They sort of decided, well, let's go back. They went back, went about a hundred yards or so on horseback, and there's this cow laying there where did it come from it wasn't here we just came through here it wasn't here and you know the, the, after they heard that thing drop to the ground evidently the uh, there was a slight wind so, so it, they had this thing fresh freshly mutilated animals
0: dropped to the ground i was gonna say it fell from the sky
1: <laughs> yeah somewhere
0: oh wow
1: they didn't see anything but they did feel a a slight wind
0: like a breeze yeah coming from the cow falling
1: well from the craft
0: oh okay so the was... craft they couldn't see it as it
1: went overhead or whatever whichever way it went but they felt a little wind as they turned around
0: they went back over that area and there's a cow laying there it probably took off so fast and then plus if you're not paying attention, you know it, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy Now that that, that one it sort of open your eyes. Where did he go? Where did he come from? How did he get there? The yeah, guy,
1: one of the guys he said hey, you know, I'm going home the heck with this. I ain't working out here. Well, I don't want nothing to do with this Yeah, so they, they sort of just left it alone for about, you know, two three weeks and then finally the guy that yeah, one guy was, well, he had got, gotten thrown in jail, and he was hungover, and, and he had a good time, and was going to go back to work. I don't know which time he, he had seen me. I got something to tell you. <laughs> How long ago was this? It been about three weeks ago, maybe going on a whole month. And he told me where it was at. He went out there, and there it was. He said they actually heard it drop to the ground. Wow. He said it wasn't, it didn't sound like it came from a long ways up.
0: So it was, it was a dead cow laying where they just came from. Yeah. And that would have been something they would have noticed.
1: Yeah. So this thing just fell like from the back of a truck
0: to the ground and made a noise. That type of a thing. Yeah, like a thud or maybe even a splash. You know, you said it was swampy
1: yeah
0: and wow.
1: they turned around went back and there it was you know and they couldn't figure it out so they just booked it out of there
0: wow let me ask you what drives you to keep doing this and keep you know moving mm-hmm. forward with this well
1: just curiosity i guess it's people are curiosity today up to date, uh, there's mutilations out there I know it's a mutilation uh, but I'm no longer in that capacity to be investigating those things but when you see one you know it's one
2: yeah, you know man. you
1: know it's a mutilation because you know the cow doesn't just lay there and then I talked to the owner of that one cow uh, I told him yeah you got a Dead cow over there, just see it. This is oh yeah, we we seen it. It was calving. It's died while it was calving. And it hits you right in the face and you say, Hey, you know, bulls do not (laughs) calve.
0: That is true. That (laughs) is true. (laughs) You just leave it alone, we
1: just walk away from it, you know. Okay, no problem maybe or, he got paid off
0: I don't know <laughs> yeah right yeah keep your mouth shut just if people come asking questions just give them some bull about the bull yeah, but,
1: yeah so that, that, that's what I run into too you know is somebody or maybe just didn't know it or just didn't
0: want to go over there and check it yeah you know don't have time to be you know curious about what's going on oh a dead cow yeah. just move on get it cleaned up we got our these other cows to worry about.
1: Yeah. So the question you asked me, just curiosity, I guess. I go out there and look. Uh, then you get into the the squatch area. I mean, it'll scare the hell out of you. We did, like I said, it still scares me. You see, you know, you get close to one, you know he's there, but you can't see him. And you got the, you know, your heart starts to pump. You just, you know. Your anxiety rate goes up, and you're watching and you're looking. You're real careful. Then you see a little twitch in a the brush. There he is. <laughs> then you know, you know he's there. And you sort of, well, if I go this way, maybe he'll follow me, and I can see him. You know. Mm. Mm-hmm. You still, you have to start thinking. If not, that fear would take over, and you go in the opposite direction.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: I. Like I said, it still scares me every time I see it. Even, even, yeah. uh, I bet you if I saw one sitting in a truck or something, it'll still scare me.
0: It's a rush. <laughs> it's a rush. I mean, now, has there been anything that made you almost want to just give it all up? <sighs> like, oh, uh,
1: to come clean, well, to do to be seen. Uh, these squatches are, you know, not in broad daylight, like, you know, 10 minutes to 12, you know, not, not in that fashion, but to be coming across a flat to check something because you left something there, you know, so actually start testing. Uh, cookies, you know, oranges, apples, all kinds of things you try, and finally you just, uh, come upon one, you know, try some peanuts, you know, try everything, and hey, then you just, then you'll see them, like, you go over there, and they know, I think they know who you are if you just hang around there a lot, like me going to my ranch. I hang around there a lot, and they, they, you know, when I'm there, they find stuff. So, I say, hey, I'm going to go get it before anybody else does or before my buddy does. And that's when you see them. But it's usually not at the, you know, opportune time at noon. This is usually just before dusk or you're looking out the window early in the morning, and you think you see something out there. And coming to them, coming clean is that you got to force it upon them to come out. And the other thing is, we try to is just uh, marbles <laughs> leave some marbles out there, they like that. You for rocks hmm. and you know, donuts or whatever you got, and leave it, come back and check it. and Oh, uh i to say one more, but <laughs> uh, what I do a lot is okay, we go out there. People say, well, don't you get them on trail cams? They know what the a trail cam is.
0: Right.
1: Because, you know, they just know it. They can see the thing, they can see the uh, infrared or whatever has got in there. They see that. They go behind it and rip it off a tree. What do you do? Now you've got to start using your noggin and have two cameras facing each other from a distance. So, if he's gonna get behind one, he's gonna get filmed by the other one before it beats it, beats on it, and there's a possibility you might have got a picture. But, we set up a camera. You try to, you know, camouflage it and everything. Then you set up a soda can over here, another one over here, and then uh, I use baby powder. You know, in a, a lawn rake, I got a big old wide lawn rake. I sort of beat the ground with it sort of nice and neat. Put some baby powder on it. So they're going to steal your camera and they'll destroy it. So if that happens, okay, you it just tells you he's there. Okay, now as you go out there and try to get a, another shot, that's well hidden and they go looking for that again but what they forget is they're leaving tracks they walk through your baby powder and you can see where he went you can see, see the size you know how deep the prints are all those type of things
0: yeah you get a lot of information
1: yeah you get a lot of information like that you see how many these little guys, the little ones, that show up first. They'll knock over the cans and everything else. Then the big one would come around and see the see the camera, and get behind it, and tear it up. So, you know, you gotta use ingenuity. Then the other thing too, are you a bow hunter? No. Okay, what do they do before they go out, bow hunters?
0: They go practice or well, sight sight in their weapon.
1: Well, yeah, that's. A lot of it but before you get that far you try to get rid of your scent so you got there's all kinds of sprays you can put on yourself you can wash your clothes there'll be no scent on it uh, but you got to carry it with you and especially your face you know get that stuff on your face and then it get rid of the scent once the, they get they get a hold of that scent that they, they know and then uh, if it's a new one especially and then the second time you go over there wearing this same scent and everything you know what it is already
0: yeah because even the that scent remover got some kind of smell yeah
1: because uh, you've been there what what they forget or what we all forget is our shoes you gotta put some on your shoes every now and then you know so that you don't leave the, the scent of your shoes there so you, you actually get that far they do have uh, this thing in a market uh, I forget the name of it right off NYX or something like the HEX H-E-X
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's a, like a, a garment that blocks your scent and your electric uh, sense you know, off your body. So the animal doesn't see that scent. I mean, it doesn't see
0: the... Oh, like uh, ozone smell. I yeah, think I've heard of that. Yeah.
1: So they don't see that and they just walk right up to you. Mm-hmm. That works. But there again... You got to watch your feet, your face, your hands. And a lot of times you put that all those things on and you go to a place and sit and listen. And if you can find that during the day, sit and listen. They make a noise now and then during the day. But during the night is when they start moving around and they shake a tree, you know. make noises, grumble real low, like a growl. It's got that low, deep growling sound as they walk, just like a mountain lion. Not a mountain lion, but a lion. Lions do that when they're walking, they have a a slight growl. As you can see here, the same thing at night.
0: You think they do that just as, like, be, yeah, scarier. You know, scare people out of there, or...
1: I think so. A lot of it, too, they communicate like that.
0: Or at least know where each other is at, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, you ever heard of clicking? Mm-hmm. Clicking noises? Yeah. I think I, I, I spoke to at uh, one of Brenda's gatherings, and I explained how they use rocks to click to locate each other it's just the farther away they are they use bigger rocks
0: or what do you think about tree knocks
1: tree knocks uh, it's like a like an alarm system somebody's here you know make a noise so hey you know you got everybody's attention over here And they do it, they do it again, back and forth. Uh, It's nice to get a little guy. You know, get a juvenile, just start whacking trees over and over and over again. And it doesn't go abated or anything, it just continues. And it'll go on for a long time, and they know where that's coming from okay now you make a noise and it's just one or two times that's what they're going to be attracted to and they'll go check it out they don't necessarily make a noise back at you or one would just stay in one place and make noise and the others will be checking where the, the your noise came from
0: kind of curious
1: yeah it's and then they start, then you hear the clicks. That's where you you gotta be, you know, awake enough to hear the clicks. It's a little clicking sound. Like they'll make it with their mouth when they get closer and closer. But as they get away, they use little rocks and just sort of snap it against each other so they can, they got that signal coming from different directions. And then the farther they get out, they use
0: bigger rocks and you can still hear where everybody's at. What do you and think? And then they, the
1: the uh, tree knocks are still going on.
0: What about when they make like mimic animal noises or or something like or mimic birds <laughs> or anything like that?
1: Well, I had one uh, friend of mine and I were sitting in a truck and we put our listening devices out and we said, "Hey, there's an owl down here," you know. Mm. Everybody everybody knows what one sounds like. Woo, woo easy oh he's over here there's an owl over here and all of a sudden there's another one making noise this way here by that time your mind is off with squatch you're listening to owls Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden one of those owls messes up and goes (laughs) squatch you know
0: got you (laughs)
1: we got you that has happened more than once and then they, they they mimic other things they i think they mimic uh human voices too and it's just a noise it's they don't say words they try to say you know uh one of the ones that i i heard out there is food food what does that say? Food. Oh wow. Food. You know? And I started hearing that and then it stops and it goes away. Nothing. And so once I realized that there's one in this area, I make those noises. Food. Food, you know, real loud. And they they sort of start coming closer, a closer look. And, you know, once you get that curiosity going, like, like I was telling you about the ladies sitting out in the field, they start singing and it's carrying on, laughing and whatnot, and these things came out of the woods. Mm-hmm. And they're watching, wondering, what the heck are they doing out there? What's going on? And, You could, you could actually hear that. What they mimic a lot is coyotes.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: They mimic coyotes a lot. So a lot of times there'll be maybe three of them together, walking around, and we've heard that same thing over and over again, where you hear a a squatch first. It makes his noise, and a few seconds afterwards, you hear the coyotes go nuts. Those are not coyotes. The squatch is making noise like a coyote.
0: Do <clears throat> you think they hunt coyotes when they're doing that, or?
1: I think so. They, they I know they hunt. I know they hunt when I was with uh, Matt, and then when we were we we're checking out a canyon. They had they had a group of uh, elk that was cornered against some rocks and we we just came along making all kinds of racket and blew it save some kind save, save some elk and it's one of those things you sort of takes a little bit of time you know the elk went this way and well, where was the noise coming from and you start to realize then way up to your right or to your left up high and the trees hear to it discuss. It's over. <laughs> then you start to realize, hey, these... then you went down there to look at where the tracks were, the elk. They were standing against a rock ledge.
2: And these things were
1: in front of him. And they took off and the elk took off. And we show up. Didn't realize what was going on in the woods. And I think that was on film. We got that on film.
0: Oh, wow. So and
1: you... It's on one of the shows. Oh, okay. I forget which one it is, but they're, they're, Matt was talking on it. And he said he was right there.
0: And you're talking about Finding Bigfoot. so? Yeah,
1: Finding Bigfoot,
0: yes. That way, any of the audience members are wondering who Matt... What Matt you're talking about. You're talking about Matt Moneymaker.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt Moneymaker. Yeah. Uh, I still have contact with, yeah, we talk, they talk with different ones, uh, different things. Uh, we, I've been calling, the uh, Barakman quite a bit. Cliff. Cause, yeah, Cliff, we're really, oh, we find hair, we find hair here, and I mean, it's way out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a hair right there in the ground. Human looking hair, you know? We said, where did this come from? (laughs) So you just pack it up and pack it out of there, send it in, and they tell you it's uh,
0: human hair that was compromised. Hmm. How did we compromise? We just
1: picked it up with a stick and put it in a paper
0: bag. It just makes you wonder that if the hair or the DNA they're getting off of it is pretty much the same as ours.
1: I'm pretty sure it is, pretty close. And there, what happens there is, they say, well, it's inconclusive. Oh. That means we're not going to tell you.
0: Either that or they don't have anything to compare it to.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what happens a lot. And then you go back out there, like I said, we found this hair. And it's, man, as you look up in one direction, <laughs> it's like, Maybe there's somebody dead up here. Where his hair came from, you know. Uh-oh. Go back over there. You sort of make a search in case there's a body up there. Right. And you basically don't find anything, and you go, you know, way someplace else. You find another batch, and it's it's the same thing. And we talk a lot about uh, horse tail. We say it's horse and it's thick and, you know, sort of rough mm-hmm. and you look at it and, and it's, and it's too long to be any, a bear or any other goat or something. And they say, well, it's elk, it would, but they would have a certain smell to it. Yeah. This one would, has got a strange smell. So we see, we've seen a lot of those and we actually look for tracks. If you look, we go down the road in this one area, right down the road at the, and it's rocky all the way up and you just look between the, the rocks in the, in the sand and you could actually see the prints right there as they walk up and down that road. They come off the mesa and they go back up the same road.
0: Yeah, they travel. Do okay. you think they live up on the mesas? Well, they,
1: they, they i
0: think they—they're
1: like a deer and elk. They'll migrate basically back to the same place where they have their little ones,
2: mm.
1: and then they'll migrate again, move on, and then the the, the elk. uh I mean, I see elk all the time, but just by looking at them, you know, which ones are the residents, the local resident elk versus those that, uh, migrate. Right. There's those ones that migrate. There's the color is different. You know, the behavior of the elk is different versus the, the resident. The resident usually has a little more weight on them, cause they didn't go. They're not going anywhere.
0: Right. right. <clears throat>
1: they're they're going to stay here, and that's. I think what's happened here in Dulce is they're here, up on a mesa, right, right, right outside of town. Here, trees come right out, right down to the edge of town. So they just go up and they, they go on up there, and they don't even have to climb very far. You just stay up there and come back down for food. Yeah. Same thing happening down there in Etrusca Mount. You come down to the, it was, there's a boarding school south of Shiprock, and there's a long canyon behind it, and we check that area. Hey, there's a dog head right here, dog parts, but not up the canyon. And then he said, let's go check the dump over there. Where did they take their garbage? Where did they, a school that size, you know, they got to have garbage. So we go over there and check that area and sort of, you know, take pictures of it and so that you know what's there, uh, sort of rake it nice and smooth and then come back a couple of days later, they're there, and then you, they'll give you a, a direction to travel real fast, right straight back up the canyon, and the stream bottom, and it's going to be dry, so you can see the tracks right there.
0: Right, right, because I remember when, um, when I was out of New Mexico, there was a guy that wanted us to come check out his property, and... We we were looking at everything. The first thing I do is pull out maps or or some sort of GPS coordinates or like a satellite imagery. Yes. And he was between a mesa and a river. And I said, this thing's just going back and forth to get water and then goes back home, just cruising through the country. That's all he's doing. Okay, I have a pretty good idea who you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs)
1: He lives up there in the mesa. Up near to Mesa, and there's a highway guy close by. Right. And then there's a bridge not too far to the southwest of where he lives.
0: Yeah. They go right under that bridge,
1: and that bridge is real high.
0: Yeah. What
1: we did there is we went down there during the day, and we put these uh, uh, battery-operated lighting. And with a motion detector on them. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say motion yeah. sensors.
1: Yeah, just leave it there. And sit up on the next to the bridge and watch that area. You know, three or four o'clock in the morning. Poof, these things start coming on. And you hear the racket going on down there, so you know they're there. And you go down there during the day and say, Yep, they pass right by it and go get your your
0: little uh, light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, pulling little tricks like that. And then this gentleman that we're referring to, without saying his name, we put some lights up, those type of lights, way away from his house. And where he can be outside, and he, that light will come out and be flashing in the opposite direction from him. And as it's approaching, he'll be able to see it. And those lights all disappeared. <laughs>
0: Oh wow. <laughs> they're all gone.
1: Yeah, they're all gone and it gets expensive after a while.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's not cheap. Especially if so, you're having to replace them a lot.
1: Yeah, you, know, you use all kinds of tricks like that. Like I guess it's you know I carry that rake, baby powder. And
2: it works. You can pick up a track. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what it is. It's not a bear. It's a, a squatch. And I say, within from my house right here, I could jump in a truck and I could be basically out in the wilderness in ten minutes. Five minutes, I'll be out of town. Wow. And, that's the that's the type of uh, terrain it is here and uh you know i i get calls calls to different areas and a lot of times they, they don't call you right away like you know it happened 10 minutes ago it's happening right now you know it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. so what usually happens is something happens and then word gets around and then finally somebody tells you
0: <laughs> yeah and you you get like probably like a day or two or
1: yeah maybe a
0: week yeah. and then uh, by that time you
1: start looking well maybe the tracks are gone by now
0: yeah it's very rare to get the hey it's going on right now come here now <laughs> yeah. that's the dream so,
1: but you know that the more you get into it the more things you want to try like that uh, baby powder situation you know i never done that before I used to just clear off the ground and that's it, but you throw baby powder on it, you walk right into it. Yeah. You just walk in the area and you can get a direction of travel real quick.
0: You can probably get detail, a lot of detail too from it.
1: Oh yeah. The only thing is I couldn't, I wasn't able to lift prints off
0: of it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, maybe like some dermal ridges or anything.
1: Yeah, as you can see, dermal ridges and rules real, real clear, but you can't get it. You <clears throat> know, so small. Yeah. You look at the thing; it's sort of a smudge, and then you see one area that's got dermal ridges that's clear. Yeah. And that's what that's what we look for up there where that road is. It's, it's rocky all the way up.
0: You do any casting, like cast the prints?
1: Oh, I sort of got away from casting. You know, there's so many. The casting is set it up, drop it, and. Walk away, and forget it, uh, find another one, and just leave it. Pretty soon, uh, and just take a picture of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you be gone. You know. <laughs> Otherwise, casting, uh, you know, you gotta lug it out of there, lug it in to begin with, and lug it out.
0: Yeah, you gotta carry that stuff, and and then it's still a science to uh, get it perfect and hope it doesn't break and. Yeah, you break a lot of them. Yeah, and then uh, do the waiting game, wait for it to dry and hopefully your mix was good and <laughs> Yeah, said it. Sort, of, sort of got away from that. It's just
1: taking up too much time. Yeah. And there I I mean, if I find a real good one right there, you know, I'll put the time in there to to get a good print.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's situations where you're like, "Oh, I got to cast this bad boy."
1: Yeah, and then uh, a lot of them is, you know, just get a good measurement and then uh, be gone. And uh, if they got some toes out of formation or something like that that you, you, you can take a picture of and see it again someplace else, yeah. it might be the same one.
0: See if we can identify it later. Now, do, yeah. Do you do coordinates, like mark down where the print was found, or, you know, pretty much it, you know where, like GPS coordinates.
1: Uh, not with GPS, but uh, knowing this place that well, you know, I know where they were at. Mhm. And then uh, a lot of it, uh, I record on the on the spot.
0: Right.
1: You know, date, time, and everything else, and then then you can look at your your camera and find out, put them together. Or just videotape the thing right there.
0: Yeah, and make a document. Mm-hmm. That way, mm-hmm. if somebody's got to, uh, you know, continue after you for some reason, or somebody picks up your research, they'll have that data.
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is a lot of us are looking at the ground. We're mm-hmm. out there. We're looking for evidence, you know. you, you got to look higher than yourself, too. <laughs> Up there is where these trees are broke off at this height. Right. And you know you don't reach up there to break some of them I and mean, you gotta be right there in front of you. That means that some of these things are tall. Yeah. Very tall. I <laughs> reach up there and just break a brush. Uh well, the group some years back we went. Ooh. Anyway, we went up to this one place, and and this thing actually snapped a an oak. There's about four inches around. I mean, across. You know, you look at a, uh, an oak that's about four inches across. That is hard. Yeah. And we actually heard it break and it was a loud cracking sound then he got that that portion of it and sort of beat the trees with it like a monkey would you know trying to scare you away but we walked over there and found where the where the break was and looked at it, it and those hair and that branch you know and said, yeah it's a squash nobody we don't have to send the papers anywhere to say it's <laughs> is this a squash You just know it was, you know? You know, it's one of those things that, so that somebody won't tell you it's it's questionable or anything else. You know, when you see the prints right there, nobody's going to go up there and break a branch of a tree that size.
0: Yeah, doesn't it? You
1: see the tracks going through the trees. Yeah, that's a squash.
0: Doesn't that put chills down your spine whenever you hear them treat the branches crack? Oh, yes. Because if that's not an intimidation <laughs> sound, I don't know what is. Oh, man, then it beats the, tr- beats the brush and everything else on there with
1: the rest of the treat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Weird. Like I said, we had rocks throwing at us and whatnot. And just the accuracy of those things, too. There's a rock that was thrown that hit a young man behind me. We were walking, uh, like four of us walking through the opening area, and this rock hit him in the back. And he's wearing a white t shirt, and you could see the mark on his shirt. We went looking for the rock right there in the ground, and it was real nice and grassy. We found the the a little rock about the size of a bottle cap. Hit him in the back.
0: Oh, they kind of just tossed it. They did <laughs> that bad boy at him, right? That yeah,
1: means that he was very close to be to be hit like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And we, we must have walked right by the thing and didn't notice until he yells off, hey, you know, there's pain in his back. And okay. we sort of grouped together to check, to
0: check his back, and there's a round mark on his back. We pick up the rock, So here it is. Wow. It had to be a squatch. <laughs> Yeah. Now, and, okay, yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, do you ever get any reports on skinwalkers?
1: Well, uh, in this area, yes. We've seen it. Well, somebody sees it and everything else. I get a report on it. And, hey, I'm gone. <laughs> you know. I got nothing to do with that, and then down in the Cheshka area, it's the same way. Down in the river bottoms outside of Shiprock, you hear about those things, that dogman or that type of thing, Is say, hey, I'm gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, that could be uh, bad to mess with, you know?
1: Yeah, I just, I basically really would just just walk away, and I just said, hey, you know, guys, I'm, I'm done. This is not what we're looking for. And a lot of times we just sort of gather right there and you talk about it and say, this is not a Squatch. Something else, it's time for us to leave. Everybody understands, you know? Yeah. So, a lot of those things we walk away from. Like those, the, the, the claw thing, you know, to put your hand and your fingers into a trailer Put your claws in there. I mean, that takes a lot of strength. Yeah. And versus, then you try it and see. This is not a fingernail.
0: It's a claw. It's <laughs> definitely trying to get with something from the inside of that trailer.
1: Yeah, trying to get in. And by that time, it's, it's time to go. You know, it's not. <laughs> that's not what we're looking at.
0: I don't blame you. Do you guys carry uh, protection? I mean,
1: well, at first I used to. Uh, when I first got in this years, but years back, uh, I used to think uh, a three fifty seven was a big gun, so I had one. And then I said, "Hey, how about a forty four? Forty four mag would probably be better." So I get one of those. And after you see a few and start to realize that this thing's shoulder width, you know, close to four feet. Yeah. He's about eight feet high or nine feet. He says, maybe you might just tick him off with a forty four. <laughs> so I got a five hundred smith.
2: Ooh.
1: And uh you try to fire that thing. You need practice. Yeah. And I uh, said, "Hey, you come right back down to it. You see, I got a camera. I'm gonna use my camera. Top that off, I can run faster with a camera."
0: <laughs> yeah, five hundred is pretty heavy. <laughs> um, so you're get right back
1: down to it. I. I told those other
0: guys, you know, they want to say, can we carry a gun over here? I tell them, no, you better not. You might hit one of us. Yeah, it it is. uh, When I go with people, I don't know. I mean, if they don't have a license or like a carry, you know, some sort of something that says that they're not a goober. um, Yeah. uh, I won't allow it. I'll be like, no, I mean, if you're going to carry, I'll probably, I'm not going to go with you guys. (laughs) That's what I
1: do. I,
0: to, I I carry a camera, a recorder. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. I wear a pair of shoes that I can run in.
0: Yeah, you're prepared <laughs> for a quick evac. Yep.
1: You know the other thing too is you carry this thing. Even if you carry something in there, it's heavy.
2: Mhm.
1: I just am walking around, hiking around. They carry a five hundred Smith. I mean,
0: that thing'll take your pants off. Yeah. It's heavy. Yes, sir. Because walking a few miles with it on your uh, on your hip, after a while, you just want to leave it wherever you're at. Yeah, you come
1: back later and get it. Yeah. And you don't see anything during the day anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys have any uh, like natural predators? I mean, I mean, you got coyotes. Y'all got do y'all got wolves and
1: well, not wolves, coyotes, and probably bears. Everything else like that. Oh, mountain lions.
0: Uh, oh. you don't have feral hogs, do you?
1: No, we don't have any. We haven't had any hogs in this area
0: yet. All right, they're all over here. Them things are mean. You sh- you shoot one and you don't kill it, he's gonna try to come whoop you. <laughs> yeah and if he he doesn't come whoop you uh his buddies will (laughs) yeah it's it's scary so the best thing to do uh with with them hogs is to avoid them a lot of times you know (laughs) just they'll just walk off and leave you alone or whatever if you're lucky uh or you know (laughs) try to get a tree between you and and the hog but if you just try to go uh start shooting at them you better make sure you drop them on the first hit and then there's not a lot of guns that'll penetrate that hide um there's people that hunt them and um prepare them to eat and they'll be spitting out bullets and it won't even be from their gun it'll be from a whole different gun or it's an old bullet from an old with injury there'll be a couple of them in there yeah, that's why I was asking yeah. about the protection because you know other predators or other animals so we kind of have to We've got, how come we bears
1: real close Yeah But uh, most of the time when there's squatches around those things are gone They
0: don't want nothing to do, do with time. those guys Yeah, they high it out of there
1: But during the day, during the days when you see the bears you know not necessarily at night they'll come to the garbage areas uh we're just you know almost guarantee food and they'll be there and, and grab a bite and be gone they are pretty silent about it too so yeah but uh, but that happens you know pretty much like like right now nine o'clock in the evening you know if you hear a bunch of noise outside it's probably not a squat, it's probably going to be a bear because other guys don't they wait till they later on at night to come out and like i said you know where they're at because of the dogs barking mm. and they just shut up and it's real quiet
0: Again, yeah, that's what i learned from brenda when we were out there
1: yeah we i uh i was trying to have a another camp here at my place this past this coming june but we we're gonna have one last year but things didn't work out with covid mm-hmm. so this year we're sort of hoping that we're gonna have it done too but it doesn't look that good
0: yeah it doesn't seem to go away
1: yeah so get a bunch of people together what i did is see i don't know if you heard about it but we had a the bfro had a camp uh there at my place you know how they have camps at different places in the United States? Mm-hmm. Well, they had a camp right there at my place. Wow. And uh, we set up, you know, the camps and everything else. And then uh, we provide uh, food. Oh, nice. So, so we tell our group that comes in, and say, okay, can you bring a piece of meat of some kind? whatever we feel like eating, you want to eat burgers, you want to eat hot dogs, whatever, bring something give it to the cooks. It'll be on a table for you. You know, so that's how we feed everybody. And then we had another one uh, immediately after that one. And uh, that was when I brought Brenda up here. Brenda and Bob, they, we had a camp up here and said, Hey, well, you know, we're not charge nobody. I said, let's just have a good time. Everybody came up and did the same thing with food to bring what you can and give it to the cooks and cook it up some real good meals. You come in third, you know, five o'clock in the morning, you're going to have a meal. and bring your camping material and you can cook your own food in a spot well the other thing that sort of cut us short too is we couldn't build fires oh there because was of the, the fire situation
0: it was too dry so we
1: couldn't build fires yeah so everybody's bringing their own little uh camp stoves and whatnot the food was available down there at the, at the main uh, camp
0: uh any uh activity <laughs> well right there <laughs> I'll tell you what, those cooks have probably seen more activity than anybody else. <laughs> well, that means he's a good cook. Yeah, well, the other
1: thing, too, is the way saw, they saw an orb.
0: I think I heard about that.
1: Yeah, the orb that came down the canyon, they just came down and everybody saw it. It went around the ranch house and it went up a different canyon. They got Everybody got pictures. Really? Yeah, they got pictures of it and everything else. They we went up the canyon. They just we just sat there and stunned.
0: Yeah, it'll freak you out when you see a orb.
1: Yeah, then, then uh, just this past summer, we've seen some right there down the canyon from my place. So we got pictures of that too.
0: Have you seen them before all that, or? Yeah. Okay. You've seen them. What do you think they are?
1: I really don't know. That's, in fact, my brother sent me a picture from his place. just further up the canyon from where we're at, uh, and orb across the highway. <laughs> he got a picture of that, and you know how you take a picture of some a light like that, and you move to take a picture. Yeah, it was it got like a scribble mark on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's what it looked like. But he said it was round and it was moving. And as he was taking pictures, he was moving the camera, and he was on his phone.
0: It's hard to get pictures uh, like that, or clear pictures. I mean, I have people send me pictures of UFOs, and they know what they're seeing, and you're just seeing a little dot, and you're not there. So it's it's kind of frustrating, and then they get, you know, it's just not a good deal. They need to come out with phones that show... Uh, the the picture better at at night, you know. Yeah. Or or even make better cameras that way we can see Bigfoot better when people take pictures.
1: <laughs> well, I got my camera handy all the time, but <laughs> I haven't had this I mean, I would love to see one during the day. That's what I would like to do in broad daylight and see one.
0: And just yeah, I'm that's the that, perfect that would sighting. Be my goal. Yeah.
1: Well, whatever all the actions either late in the late in
0: the day or real early in the morning or in the middle of the night yeah i mean especially if you're like cold camping or whatever and sitting and they start coming in close mm-hmm. and i mean even though you got a camera is it, unless it's a night vision camera or something you're not really gonna get anything yeah with the
1: night vision cameras i say- I haven't had too much luck with
0: that too. They come out real bored. Yeah, and green. The the farther away they are, you
1: know, if they're up close, uh, you can get a good shot. But a lot of times, uh, like these scopes that we have, we put it up there and take a picture with it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's 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 a it's a big (laughs) big uh, being. But you can't really get any detail out
0: of it. Yeah, it's real hard with night vision. Real hard.
1: <laughs> hopefully I can get back down in the down there again. been all over that place down there.
0: It's been a while since I've been out in New Mexico. But I love it out there when I get out there.
1: Well, once you get out here, you know, you got to come up this
0: my place up here yeah i'll definitely check my, that out
1: you know, my neck of the woods is a little bit different than down
0: there yeah i've uh i'll I go through dupe when i when i head out there yeah
1: well it's a quarter after mine now so
0: all right well you know what uh i just want to say thank you for uh for your time and and it's been really good conversation and i've learned a lot um but uh you're always welcome to come on here and you know share stories or or uh experiences or uh, you know what other people's been telling you and stuff like that so yeah those sure always, always open for you and I appreciate you coming on I'll do it now, do, you, do you do any like uh, any social media stuff or you know like YouTube or anything where anybody can find well, oh yeah you? that's just
1: what I got on my my phone and that's it oh, I don't okay. get it
0: any deeper than that. Okay. I was just trying to promote uh, anything that you might have. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, for uh, coming on and talking with me. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Okay, that's no problem. It was fun.
0: All right. <laughs> we'll do it again sometimes. Yes, sir. I would love that. All right. Well, I'll let you go and enjoy your evening. Yeah,
2: okay. We'll
0: see you later. That was Hoyt. I want to give a shout out to my lady, Trita, for hooking me up with a new microphone and a new headphones, really nice set, she got it for me for Valentine's and I think this show is going to sound a lot better, so thanks. Thank you for listening to The Big Dog Random Show. Before we go, I just want to thank everybody who supported my show, people that are sponsoring me. I just want to say thank you. If you guys would do me a favor and share this show, contact me at thebigdogunderscorerandomunderscoreshow at yahoo.com and i have a facebook page big dog random show you can contact me there but again thank you for everybody who's supported me i appreciate it all my guests everybody who's listening thank you thank you thank you thank you